This is going to be a giant show. Big giant show. Let's get into All it. All right. The podcast with everything paranormal, the 222 Paranormal Podcast, coming to you live, re- live. live and recorded <laughs> with our graspy, yeah, gravelly voices. Our cold voices. I know. Still still got the cold. Doesn't it sound like I sound like Demi Moore? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joe. How you been? I'm okay. Uh, throat yeah. is still kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. I'm coughing every once in a while, so... Yeah, but getting better. It's this time of year. I mm. everybody is got the cold. Yeah, everybody's got the super cold. It's going around. I got the crud. Um, <laughs> best friend Dana just got back from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She has the super cold. Oh no! Uh, Get better, girl. Was over at Macnails, which is a the place that bought my car. Uh. And Roger, the owner of it, has a super cold. Aww. He's sick too. Everybody's sick. It's just lingering. It just it does every year. It's but this year it's like I'm, I'm going on my sixth week, and yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but lots of changes going on in our lives. So just uh, positive things, good things. I uh, made a just tell all my listeners because you know you guys, I share everything with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I made a life change. I uh, left my job of twenty years, and. Found a, a new position here in the town that I live in, so I'm not commuting two hours one way and two hours back anymore, <laughs> which I'm super happy about, Joe. Yeah. I have 20 extra hours in my week. I know. Do you know how much podcasting we can do? Yes. And research <laughs> and bring you guys great shows. I know our shows suck lately, but that's okay. We got good stuff. Like today's show is so interesting. We are working on our new presentation for next year, mm-hmm. and I'm also been working on this for a long time. Yeah. Is the giants and the relation of the Indian burial mounds, or I should just say the mounds, because yeah. a lot of them are not burial mounds, they're effigy mounds. But as some of you may know, I've been doing a lot of studies on the mounds. I've been going down to a lot of the mounds, and. Uh, different ideas about them it's really really interesting that i don't think a lot of people understand is ohio where we live Mm -hmm. has the most mounds of anywhere in the united states much yeah there's would you say two thousand mounds maybe or more Mm. (laughs) okay peter brady (laughs) left and yeah most of those are not really i mean some of them like the one i just looked at on the google maps is now a house on a hill. And they they built this house on the hill, not knowing there was an Indian <gasps> burial mound. Imagine how haunted that house is. Oh, my gosh. I, and um, That's incredible. But originally, there was at least 10,000 mounds in Ohio alone, in the Ohio Valley, basically. And they found that a lot of the mounds were located. Now, when you look at Ohio, up here where where we're at, it's kind of hilly and a lot of stuff. And then it gets real flat. Mm-hmm. And then it gets hilly again as you go down towards the um, Ohio River. And that reason it being is a lot of the hills that are around here are carved out from the Great Lakes when the glaciers were there. And then the most rest of Ohio is pretty flat. 
But they found that a lot of these mounds are built in the flats with like hills behind them. <laughs> and a lot of them are like around Newark, Ohio on that where there's a lot of hills down that way. So most of them are in clusters, but almost all of them are gone now. It's really interesting because some of the photographs that we, we've seen in our research, you would just think it's just, oh, that's just the natural landscape. There's mm-hmm. some trees on top of that little like mound or hill. But those are man-made. Yeah. And there are things inside of them mm-hmm. that people, well, you can't really dig into some of those are protected now. Oh, yeah. But back in the day. In the 1800s and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the early, early. Dug them up a lot. Yeah, they were excavating these things. And tell our listeners some of the things that they found in these. Well, a lot of them are what they consider burial mounds. Now, the Adena and the Hopewell tribes were considered the mound builders. Now, there's no written records of them building the mounds. And some of the tribal elders have said, no, those mounds were there when we showed up. You know, when we came to the land, Mm -hmm. who knows, you know, all this stuff is speculative, but they do know that a lot of the mounds and the mound complexes. Now there's a lot of mound complexes in Ohio that do have Native American burials in them. Mm -hmm. A good example is the Miamisburg mound. It's one of the biggest conical mounds in the state of Ohio. And when they started digging into that, they kept finding bones after bones so they stopped digging that's why the, when you get there the tops cut off mm-hmm. because they were going down from the yeah top. they okay. found so many bones that they stopped digging and realized this is a burial mound you know mm-hmm. now if you go out to where ohio indiana and michigan come together that little corner there mm-hmm. um, some of the listeners may have seen me doing videos from there i did some live videos from there a few weeks ago and those mounds, there's five of them, and they're an average of three foot tall. Okay. And about 20 feet around. Do you think they were taller before, but maybe they just eroded a I, little bit? or? I think these were how they were started. Okay. But you'll find that a lot of the mounds, like the Miamisburg Mound is a good example. They actually dug into that, and there was actually a tunnel into, into it with a door where people can go in and see the the really? skeletons in the dirt, yeah. And um, I have to go there. <laughs> there, it's an awesome mound, and they have a really nice. Um, oh no, no, no! I'm I'm sorry, I said Miamisburg. I meant uh, Serpent M- Mound, Moundsville. Oh, Moundsville, okay, West Virginia, mm. which is right on the border of Ohio. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, that one there, they have tunnel had a tunnel. I don't think they do anymore, and they got an awesome museum right next to it. Mm-hmm. And then across the street, you know, is. West Virginia Penitentiary. Right. We climbed up that mound, didn't we? Yes. Uh-huh. And but it was very spooky at night, too. It was. And it just had an eerie feeling about it. I didn't like, know that there's a, a um, path that goes all the way to the top of it, mm-hmm. but it's a circular path. And that was there in the 1800s when they actually discovered it. Do you remember one of the mounds that we climbed up and the staircase was really rickety and slippery? Yeah, that's Miamisburg. Okay. It was so scary. That's the biggest mound in Ohio. I was so scared because... I'm not good with heights, as you guys know. I hate, I I must have been abducted by aliens because I'm scared to death to even look up in the sky. But I'm climbing this mountain. It's in this like rickety like staircase that they built, and it was snowing that day, wasn't it? Mm, Remember, it was like really cold yeah. and snowy, and 
and the, it was super slippery and i was like i was like we're gonna fall down these steps and die in the cemetery it's in a cemetery right is that one in the no, cemetery? no 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 that one was down in marietta ohio oh yeah down by the ohio river that was scary that one too <laughs> but you know i just really just find it fascinating and there's so many like different articles and shoots of you know things going on with these mounds but joe turned me on to this book that he got and he's been reading it's called the nephilim chronicles Mm -hmm. and it's a it it says it's a travel guide to the ancient ruins in the ohio valley valley valerie valley um for sure for shizzle but i wanted to share this with you joe and our listeners there's a mound in a cemetery Mm -hmm. well actually a lot of them are built the cemetery over the mound and it's in pre pre county ohio so it's it's on the border of indiana and ohio and it's down in southern part of ohio and the mound was originally two and a half to three feet higher than it is now but they cut the top of it Mm -hmm. off to um, put a monument on top of it and they dug the grave about um, the center of the mound and they came up with a a skull and as they dug deeper they discovered bones entirely human and it was a very large man but what's interesting is they buried him in a standing position yeah you don't hear that that much and um it was really interesting because they excavated that out so what they did is they took the bones and they put it in a box and then put it next to this monument that's um, at the top. And so there's also a, a, a modern soldier buried there, too. So it's like this ancient warrior and the soldier buried together. Yeah. And they say he's um, awaiting eternity's dawn. But I thought it was really interesting because it's um, in Eaton Cemetery, E-A-T-O-N. And it's on the west side of the city. And if you're going from State Route 122 past the Country Club, turn south on Camden Road, which leads to the cemetery entrance. There's, like we said, there's a lot of mounds in cemeteries. But I think the reason being is they knew that they were burial mounds. These mm-hmm. were actual burial mounds. And so they built the cemeteries around them. I know Mount Vernon has one. Mm-hmm. And there's pictures from the 1800s when they found the mound. And they built, like... um I don't want to say a crypt, but imagine like at New Orleans, the wall cemetery. Oh, yeah, yeah. They built a wall into this mound and made spots for caskets. Oh. And then on top of it is a, is a monument, but I don't know if it's a burial or, you know, it's a modern human burial or if it's just a monument. I just wonder, because <clears throat> you think that... You know, maybe this was like a burial mound and then they covered up and then they put more and more yeah. and more and more. Right. So like if you go and I don't know if they have done this or they even let you know, but start digging down into the layers. They and have. What would you find or, at the bottom? There has been people that have done that. And a lot of the a lot of the um, I want to say museums, but the little shops next mm-hmm. to mounds will show like a side as if they split the mountain oh, half. Okay. And we'll show you the different layers and there are different layers. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think that the Hopewell mounds in Ohio out by um, Route 
20 out there by where mm-hmm. Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana are pretty yeah. close to each other. I believe that those are the start of a mound, of a big mound, because there's five mounds. And I think that what they, these were later where they stopped building them, but I think it's where that's how they got started is little mounds that become one big mound as time goes on. Okay. What kind of things did they find in these mounds? Because this this one that they were talking about in the cemetery, they, it says they found ashes, burnt wood, and charcoal yeah. in them. So we don't know exactly how they buried their dead. Or I shouldn't say I don't know how. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that there's some elders that do. But I do know that in the mounds they found copper items, like, uh, but not like necklaces and that. Mm-hmm. But they found copper items that were like effigies of eagle talons and um, stuff like that. Okay. So but like, they pr- the uh, dates on them are newer than a lot of the mounds that they, or a lot of the stuff that they find in the mounds. There is one mound that I want to talk about in a little bit about in Newark, Ohio. That's not there anymore. But it, it, it's kind of still there, but we'll talk about that later. But the thing is about these mounds is, one, the locations around them are always haunted. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that from the mounds that were downtown Toledo that they basically plowed over yeah. and made into the Oliver House and all that. We know the stories behind that. But, yeah, a lot of these mounds have artifacts in them. <clears throat> but the thing is, as you dig down deeper into the mounds, the dates go so far back. So what I think is my opinion is that these mounds were there. And a lot of the tribal elders will say, yeah, when we showed up at the land, the mounds were already there. But I think that the Native Americans added to them. Okay. Because they knew that they were sacred sites, whether they were burial or effigies. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Native Americans buried their dead on them. And that's why we feel that the Adena and the Hopewell were the mound builders. But it's my belief, and a lot of the research that I'm finding is that they weren't the builders. They just added to them. Well, in our in my research, I found that they were talking about there's like 700 mounds, like big mounds in, mm-hmm. in Ohio right now. But they have found 7 to 12 foot skeletons yeah. in the mounds mm-hmm. buried with large weapons. Very like, large. Like, like giant size we- yeah, weapons. There was... Uh, arrowheads found that were two to three feet mm-hmm. giant and they said well they're ceremonial or ceremonial or whatever mm-hmm. but, but we what, don't know but wouldn't ceremonial be like really ornate that's and, true too and these are just like everyday type yeah. tools everyday tools there's hammers like I, I don't know if we call them hammers but there's big tomahawk style looking hammers that mm-hmm. they found and different tools like that and I think that maybe these arrowheads that they found, they are carved like arrowheads, but maybe they were used for something different. Maybe they were a tool and they just used that spot where the arrowhead would be tied to the pole mm-hmm. is where they held it with their hand. Okay. Don't know. Yeah. Now, there have been giant skeletons found all over the place. I, in, um, I did find an article here from the Toledo Gazette in Lucas County, three giant skeletons found. Workers in the employment of the Ferguson 
construction company excavating for the Toledo and Ottawa Beach Railroad, a little beyond the city limits of Toledo, Ohio, unearthed three skeletons, evidently relics of some great race as they are about seven feet in length, just where the ears should be on the head are singular bony protrusions which curl forward. Oh, that sounds like horns. <laughs> sounds like horns, yeah. <laughs> the finds were made in solid yellow clay about eight feet below the surface. Remember that. Okay. That's important. Mm-hmm. The cut is through the large mound, not half, of which has yet been torn up. So in other words, they actually, when they were excavating, they cut through the mound and found the skeletons. Wow. Wow. And that's right outside Ohio or right outside the city, which is about where the oh, um, uh-huh. Toledo Yacht Club is. At. Okay. That's really interesting because I've seen several articles that from, you know, old time newspapers and back then newspapers were, you know, reporting pretty much the truth. Not like yeah. today. Well, uh, they, they did uh-huh. sensationalize uh-huh. a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell if these were sensationalized or not, but... The problem with that is there's so many other accounts of the same things. Right. So there was articles from Bowling Green, Ohio, Tiffin, Ohio, Fremont, Ohio, Springfield, Ohio, Toledo, Maumee, all of these places. Most of them kind of along waterways because you have the Maumee oh, yeah. River and the St. Joe River. I think that's just because, par for the course because settlements would be set near up water near water. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Here's a, you're talking about the Tiffin one, November 18th. This is in, uh, da, 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 I lost the name of the paper that this was in, but, oh, the Toledo Gazette. Okay. Uh, November 18th, while engaged in excavation of a cellar on Webster Street, the workers exhumed a mammoth skeleton. The in- individual who formerly possessed the Oscus frame, which I don't understand what that means, Worked was over seven feet tall in height. Whether it was that of a white man or an Indian could not be identified as most of the bones have crumbled soon after being excavated to and exposed to the air. Wow. This is a common occurrence. Mm. A lot of these accounts say that when the bones are exposed to the air, they crumble. Wow. Okay. Now... In order to do that, they have to be, what, 10,000, 30,000 years old? Sure. So I don't know. Um, but but that, there is another, when I talk about the other, the, the stone mound, I want to mention, mm-hmm. that one had a skeleton in it that dissipated when it c- came in contact with the air. Okay. I have a question, though. Okay. So we get, we have dinosaur bones, right? Mm-hmm. But are, is it really bones or is it just calcified? No. What happened with the dinosaurs, seeing that they're millions of years old, uh-huh. is the bones would decay away. Mm-hmm. And then the minerals in the ground would be replaced. The bones would basically okay. turn to stone. Okay. All right. Like petrified wood. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. I just wondered. Um, Springfield, Ohio, April 7th, or April 7th. A giant skeleton of a man has been underneath on a Woodvernon farm a short distance from Tippecanoe, oh, yeah. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. It measures eight feet from, it says though, so that must be a typo. So it's probably the top of the leg 
to the ankles and the feet being missing. So the feet are missing. The skull was large enough to fit as a helmet over the average man's head. That is another common occurrence that you hear in all of these accounts. The skeletons that they found downtown Toledo, they mentioned that the the bone, the jawbone could fit over a human head. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> there's some talk about, and you have to pronounce the word because I cannot <laughs> pronounce this. The Stisovonians? Dis- no, that it's pronounced Denistovan. Okay. And what this was was a race of humanoids that were found thousand years ago or, you know, mm-hmm. lived on the earth thousands of years ago. Like they said like 90,000, mm-hmm. but they were extremely large and they have found skulls. And if you compare it to like the human modern day skull, mm-hmm. you could definitely fit it right over your own skull, which is like really fascinating because, you know, not to get away from the mounds too much, but talking about the giant skeletons that are being found all over the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. There's a lot of talk about Ecuador right now that they have found many huge skeletons. Now, there was a priest called Carlos Baco in Ecuador, and he had a museum. He had a 25-foot-tall human skeleton Hmm. in there, along with many, many other artifacts that they found relating to the giants. But unfortunately, he passed away, and the whole museum was looted. Yeah. All of the artifacts, except for one of the skeletons, are missing, mm-hmm. gone. And that skeleton now is in, where did they say, like Denmark or Scandinavia or something? It's one of those like um, Nordic countries, Sweden or something. I forget mm-hmm. where. But it's in a, a museum there. You can go and see it. There's that picture that's floating around of that skeleton wrapped, or, or like a giant snake wrapped around a giant skeleton. Yeah. What do you think about that one? Know. It was Be- in Thailand. It looks pretty real. Like you know, people are going to visit it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of the photos that you see are fake. Yeah, that's the bad part because you don't know which ones are the real ones and which ones are that's the fake. It. You know, and I don't know because I know that there were giants. It's proven. Mm-hmm. But when we say giant... I'm talking 7 to 12, 12 15 yeah. feet like that. Mm-hmm. Like we have very tall people right now. I just was at a diner, the Woodville Diner. Uh-huh. And I took a picture of this guy that was there. He you had did? to bend down to get out of the get out of the building. Really? He was a giant. Wow. And I bet you he okay, the doorway is probably what 7 feet and he ducked down to get out of it. Wow. That's amazing. And you didn't tell me you went to the diner. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, mm-hmm. you talk about like Andre the Giant yeah. and a lot of basketball players and stuff yeah. like that. But the problem with that is their heads are not that big. You know what I mean? Their, their proportion. Well, Andre the Giant had giganticism, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That was a, that's like a thing. That, that was like an anomaly, right? Yeah. Like a, but you see so many of them. I mean... Go to a wrestling match. All those guys are considered giants. They're, yeah, they're huge. huge. Basketball players. Wilt Chamberlain. I don't remember how big he was, but I saw a picture of Henry the Giant, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Arnold Schwarzenegger looked like a little tiny guy. <laughs> little man. Little tiny man in a big coat. But this is, you know, they're talking about a whole race of 
people and you know there's historical documents Mm -hmm. and pictures of like for thousands of centuries and even you know mentions in the bible about these races of giants and cave drawings Mm -hmm. drawings from egypt i believe it was the one you saw from egypt where they showed a giraffe yes yeah there was a picture of a man who was depicted as tall as a giraffe well there was more than one Mm -hmm. you know that just it wouldn't be happening that way unless that's some symbolic thing you know that which is hard to tell but well you don't know right you don't the thing about the egyptians is they drew a lot of stuff that they saw yeah and he and we talk like cave drawings a lot of the the things about the giants are the double rows of teeth Mm -hmm. and the six fingers and six toes in cave drawings from Native Americans, they have handprints with six fingers. Oh, so interesting. Mm-hmm. And they're bigger. They're also, there's like human hands, or I want to say human, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's hands of normal people next to them that are tiny. Now, what was the name of the cave where the, okay, so there was a race of um, Native Americans who fought these giants and they trapped them in mm-hmm. the cave and and s- basically smoked them. Yeah. And uh, they trapped them in there and they killed them. What, what was the name that of was that Love cave? That was Lovelock Cave. That's it. What the story behind that is, the Native Americans, there was a race of giants that they said were cannibals, the red-haired giants. And they called those the Satika. Mm-hmm. And they said that these giants... Now, this is going to get gross, but they said that the giants used to come down and grab people, rip their heads off, and drink their blood. Ew. Okay. Gross. So the legend has it that <laughs> the Native Americans chased these back into their cave, put a fire at the beginning of the cave, and basically smoked them to death. Oh. Legend has it that in 1911, miners that were collecting uh, guano, they call it, which is bat. But they were digging in this, collecting this for whatever reason they did used with it, and they found skeletons in the bat guano that were giants. Now it's interesting because I heard that that cave is a super haunted. Well, yeah, I would imagine. And there's people who have tried to go up in there and died. And, like, people who went there and were so changed, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. after they went there, they never talked about it again? I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, yeah. that's, if that's, if these legends are true and the oral history, usually when you, when the Native Americans' oral history is passed on, it's very strict that they don't embellish, that they say exactly what the elders tell them. Mm-hmm. So who knows? You know, I don't know if it's true or not, but there's so much evidence. Right. Now, talking about the red-haired giants, I found this story, and this is really interesting. In 2002, there was an elite tactical team that was said to have killed something called the Kandahar Giant. Now, okay. this was... I've heard about this. Okay, so it's a legend to be 13-foot-tall beast. It's said to have flaming red hair, Six fingers on each hand and two sets of teeth. Yeah, which is the thing about that is lots of times you don't hear the giants having both. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever Googled double rows of teeth. 
like mm-hmm. real life pictures of people who like it's so gross just go and look at it have you ever googled a photo or a uh, x-ray of a baby no try it no i yes. want to sleep at night <laughs> <laughs> because oh gross. they're born with both sets of teeth <laughs> google it just now <laughs> uh, okay so this is there was a u.s special forces soldier on patrol in kandahar providence now i'm not sure where kandahar is where is that is that in uh, i don't know it's i think it's somewhere <laughs> in the middle east yeah well it definitely is okay so in um, 2016, August, there was a YouTuber posted a lengthy interview with this military contractor who was only identified as Mr. K. Now, he claimed to have been present during a brutal slaughter of a killer they called the Kandahar Giant. Now, they killed the giant. It was supposedly took place during the height of Operation Enduring Freedom in 2002 when the military was engaged in a fierce battle with the Taliban and they were in the de facto capital of Kandahar Providence during the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan. Um, but it was not a, like a human fighter, right? So this giant was said to have been 13 foot tall had fiery red hair, six fingers, two sets of teeth, like I said before. It even killed one of the special forces soldier with a spear um, before the rest of the unit was able to bring it down after um, 30 seconds of sustained gunfire. So after they radioed it in, the army came, took the corpse away, and has hidden it ever since. Now, these guys were not talking about it up until lately. Um, so in 2002, there was a group of soldiers that went missing on a patrol in a remote mountain region of Kandahar in the south of Afghanistan. Now, when they failed to make radio contact um, after a length of time, you know, they always do that, yeah. you, you know, check in, just check in your safety type thing. The military sent out a special ops unit to investigate. And so it was through the branch of the armed forces they belonged to, but it was never confirmed officially uh so allegedly so we don't get sued um after the troops killed the giant they loaded it into a chinook helicopter which carried it to the transport plane and then no one ever saw it again so the soldiers were forced to sign a non-disclosure agreement so the government could keep them all quiet uh eventually soldiers broke their silence because as one of the men would say people had the right to know the truth yeah Allegedly. Um, yeah, I don't know if that story's true or not, but it's been going around for a while. But it also harkens back to remember what happened on um, Mount St. Helens. Yeah. When all the Bigfoots mm-hmm. were killed in the volcanic eruption and all their bodies were stacked up and the military came in with a giant truck and hauled them all away. Yeah. Right? So I'm sure there's a lot of things that have been covered up that we don't know about. It's it's just really interesting, you know, all of these skeletons. Supposedly, the rumor is the Smithsonian has come yeah. in and burned them and, and grinded them up and, and taken them away. I don't know necessarily if it's the Smithsonian. I'm thinking there's probably some special unit mm-hmm. X-Files type thing. <laughs> oh, oh, rabbit hole. Okay, right. you remember the show The X-Files, yeah. right? 
Did you know that's based on a real guy who worked for the FBI who investigated paranormal experiences? Yeah, the, uh, Project Blue Book. No, oh. it, well, it was that's probably part of it. But no, there's an actual FBI agent, and I forget his name. And I Scully? just no, oh. I just okay. read the article. Um, that those that show was based on his case files. Yeah, I thought it was just a made up show, but oh. it was actually based on a real person. Interesting rabbit hole. Okay. Sorry, guys. Back to the skeletons. So, you know, they found 200 skeletons in one cave in Mexico. Giant skeletons. They found them in Bulgaria. You know, the Erlu? Erlu? I can't. I'm not sure if I'm saying this wrong. 17.4 foot tall skeletons found through like Native American lineage. So who knows? Maybe <clears throat> these giants were interbreeding with, you know, different races too. It's, yeah, I would know, doubt it. Or clans or mm-hmm. tribes or whatever you want to call it. So one of the mounds, and this is what my whole speech is going to be about, mm-hmm. is I've spent a lot of time down in the Newark Earthworks looking at the different you know, parts of the earthworks and everything. And I've learned so much from doing studies. And then I've been doing studies on what they call the Newark Holy Stones. And that's what my speech is pretty much all about. But the thing about those is David Weirich, a, and what they called an amateur archaeologist back then, he was digging around looking for stuff because he knew that there were Native American stuff around there. And he found what they call the keystone, which is a V-shaped stone with writing on it. And he was very intrigued, found it, did some research on it, and took it down to Cincinnati and had someone look at it, and they figured out that it had Hebrew writing on it. So he was real intrigued. When did he find that? Like what time frame? The 1800s, like oh, 1801 or okay. 1881. Okay. So he came back to Newark, Ohio. And in Newark, Ohio, the lake that's down there, they wanted to make it bigger, make it more like a reservoir. So there was a mound, and it was a stone mound. Now, this is really rare. You very rarely find true stone mounds. This is the only one that I know of in Ohio. They started taking the stones away to make a wall in the reservoir, which is still there. You can go there and see all the stones. It took 10,000 cartloads of stone away from this mound. Now, the thing about this mound is if you look it up online, you see, and it's a conical mound, which is like a dome-shaped mound, Mm -hmm. like, like Miamisburg and all those. But I don't think it was like that because there's other pictures where it's a step mound. Uh-huh. And the okay. reason why I think it was a step mound, and there were no bodies found in this, mm-hmm. except one, and I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. But this mound, I believe, is where they did their teaching, where they made their laws, all that kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. was like a, meet, a gathering place, and it was step mound. Okay. So they started taking these stones away. They got done taking the stones away, and David Weirich was so interested. He went there with a group of men and started digging into it. When he started digging into it, he found that there was a basin of clay. Wow. So it said that he was going to see if it would hold water. 
which I don't think he was. I think he was digging to find artifacts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While he was digging, he found a giant coffin. Now, Native Americans didn't bury their dead in coffins. No. Okay. This skeleton that he found was in a coffin. And he said that it had bracelets and stuff like that on it. Now, Native Americans did bury copper items with that, mm-hmm. but this was bracelets and a breastplate. So this That's was like, different. A, like warrior type Yeah, and thing. this was a giant. Okay. Wow. The problem is, just like those other ones, when you exposed it to air, it started to crumble. So anytime you barely touch it, the bones would just crumble. <gasps> so they couldn't save it. Now, there's two stories. One says that he found another s- casket inside there, which is about three inches wide by four inches long, real tiny. Mm-hmm. Another another state or another way that they say it is he dug under the big casket and found the little one. So anyway, he found this little tiny casket and they picked it up and rattled. So they knew something was in it. Different things say the worker blew into it and broke open. The other one said they pried open. Who knows? But when he broke it open, he found what they call the Decalogue stone in it. And the Decalogue stone is a black onyx stone about two inches by four inches by about two inches Mm -hmm. thick. And on this is a carving of a man. And then there's writing all over it. So he looked at it and they figured out that it was they, you know, he did some research and found out that it was block style Hebrew writing. Wow. And the figure that's on there is Moses because on above its head, it says Moshe. Mm -hmm. So they figured out that all the writing was the 10 commandments. Wow. Now, that makes me think, and some of the other artifacts that they found in Ohio and Tennessee and Kentucky, they found a lot of artifacts with Hebrew writing on them. So it makes me think, okay, were these the lost tribe of the Israelites? Because there were so many different things found in Ohio that make it seem like they were Hebrew. There's an effigy mound in southern Ohio, close to Columbus, and this is part of my my um, speech, but the mound is not there anymore. But back in the 1800s, there was someone that went and surveyed it, so there are drawings of this mound. Mm-hmm. And the mound itself is in the shape of a menorah wow. and an oil lamp. Wow. Now, if you go on Google Maps and you look at the spot that this is at, it, you can actually see a ditch where they got the dirt out to make this mound. The ditch is in the shape of a Hebrew letter called Sheen. Oh. Oh. So in Google Maps, you can still see it. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that <clears throat> point towards that a lot of the mound builders were the lost tribe of the Israelites. The reason why I think that it was the lost tribe of the Israelites is you'll find a lot of mounds over in Israel and around there that are like the mounds here. In the Bible, there's a quote that says, they built them on high mounds in all their cities. So the Israelites built mounds that they preached on. Mm -hmm. And they were like a step mound style, sort of like what I think that this stone mound was. Because there's drawings of the mound. Mm -hmm. There's the one surveyor before they started taking the stones we made a a survey of it and it just made like a conical mound but there's other photos or drawings of 
Native Americans and that's standing on this mound that's a step mound. Now, another thing, too, is there was an explorer that came in and he said that he was so familiar with the natives that he could be in the Jewish part of London. So they had the looks. Really? Uh, like, I don't know what a Jewish com- person looks like, but they had the the look of a Jewish person mm-hmm. that he stated. And this is all in my presentation. Yeah, I, I, It's a lot more to, to say than here, but... So if you want to book Joe for a um, convention yeah. speech, just DM him. I could just babble on it, you know. But Babylon. a lot of these skeletons that they find in the mounds are giants. It's, it's, it's just so interesting that, you know, we live right here in Ohio and like nobody ever talks about no. it. There's hundreds of mounds and, um, you know, there's one right was one right here in our town. Two of them, actually. Yeah. One and, on each side of the river. Yeah, and they leveled them and, uh, you know, ex- excavated them to put up the high-level bridge. Yeah. Which is a bridge that goes across the Maumee River. It's not really that high, but I don't like driving across <laughs> it. Um, actually, it's not bad because they have these giant fences up so people can't jump off of yeah. it. Because that was, you know, that was the, a thing. the go-to place. Whole nother story. But... um. But that's what sparked that was that they did find these skeletons, giant skeletons, mm-hmm. when they excavated or basically tore down these mounds. And there's articles about it from the early 1800s talking about, in Fort Meigs too, is like a fort here in Toledo that they found things when they were building that mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, it's just so fascinating. They said that the, the skeletons they found down towards the mouth of the river, down mm-hmm. by the Toledo Yacht Club and all that, were the ones with the double rows of teeth. And the other ones down in Maumee had the six fingers and six toes. So interesting. I mean, <clears throat> is it a cover-up? Do people just not want to just want to erase the history? I mean, like... I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, what is... So who cares? Like, quote, the big deal that right? <laughs> they find giant skeletons? Because think of it this. Dinosaurs are huge. Mm-hmm. There were giant bugs. There were giant fish. There were giant sloths. Sloths. You know the mega capybaras. <laughs> yeah, which I want one. Oh, um, the megafauna. So you know that? the 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 giant sloths. And oh yeah, Bison yeah. and all those were huge. Oh, do you remember when we went to the um, La Brea Tar Pits mm-hmm. and saw the saber tooth tigers? Yeah. Giant yeah. teeth. That's the thing that everything was so big Holy back then because. Crap. Like the the giant bugs and the giant plants and the giant trees and all that because there's more oxygen in the air. Who's to say that the humanoid skeletons that they might find are just giants because that's what everything was big. Right. We got we to gotta, gotta do some exploring here in Ohio, now, guys. Come on, let's go. Our good friend Heather is a researcher in Aruba that researches all the giants, and she even said that her grandma was a giant. Really? Do you remember that when we were talking to Heather? Oh, I can't remember. But Sorry. she does a lot of the the um, giant skeleton research mm-hmm. in in um, Aruba. Aruba. <laughs> in Aruba. Because the thing about Aruba is they didn't, when they found giants, they didn't take the bones away. Yeah, they were like, it's cool, like mm-hmm. that's our history, and 
they even said that, you know, there are people that are very, very, very tall in Aruba. Yeah. yeah. I just think that they were really tall. Mm-hmm. Now, double rows of teeth and six fingers, six toes, that's completely different. But who knows? You know, I mean. Yeah. Like, could it just have been a, a, like a, a abnormality that just ran in, through that clan or something? It could have been, know? yeah. Like six I mean, toe cats There's Rome still Key people West. that are born with six fingers. Yeah. It's not that common. Mm-hmm. They but, usually snip one off, though. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> they don't want people walking around with six. Let's Google it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, that we just live in this great state of Ohio that has so much interesting and weird stuff going on. Yeah. And, and, you know, people just live their daily lives and just don't even realize what's right in your backyard. Since I've been researching this, a lot of the places that we go to for the paranormal conventions and all mm-hmm. that have mounds. Yeah. And I know we visited a few so far, but I am really digging deeper into this and finding where these mounds are located and I'm visiting them. Yeah. You know, some of them are in private property, stuff like that, but a lot of them that are still out there are in parks and stuff because at one time they did say, well, wait a minute, we can't tear these down. Right. This is history. Right. So Thank goodness, right? I was just up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Downtown, there's mounds. Wait, what? Yeah, there's, there's I think, three or four mounds downtown, and it's a park, and they mm-hmm. have walkways around the mounds and stuff. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there... You know, the Native Americans didn't know where Michigan and Ohio were. <laughs> right, there was no borders, <laughs> right? They just... Yeah. So, but the Ohio Valley and Kentucky and Tennessee has a lot of mounds, but basically there are, were mounds all over the United States, but the Ohio Valley was really thick with mounds. I yeah. mean, there was over 10,000 mounds at one time. And Ohio is so cool because, you know, you have the four seasons, you have probably plenty of food sources, water sources, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, I, I don't know. I I'm ready to go explore some mounds. Yeah. As soon as it gets warmer. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, everybody, we just hope that you really enjoyed the show today. And as always, you know, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe to whatever podcast site that you listen to us on. Give us a positive thumbs up. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you'd like to make a donation, there's always a link in the show notes to keep our wonderful raspy voices (laughs) on the air so no you guys have been great and we really appreciate you listening every week to our faithful listeners thank you to the new listeners welcome to the once in a while listeners go back and listen to all the shows christmas is coming up so get on our website we do have t-shirts and stuff like that for sale um if you are feeling down and troubled and oh no, I can't. And say you it. need a helping hand. <laughs> but no, if you are struggling with what you want to do in life, and that um, get a hold of me. I am doing life coaching. But um, if you're having trouble, where you're not in a group, the best of mood, and you want to change your life, go up on Amazon. I'll put the link in the show notes, as I always do. My book is for sale on Amazon for $12. It's a bargain. $12 will change your life. That's just like, you know, one Happy Meal now because I don't know if you guys have been to fast food places recently, but it costs you like 10, 12 bucks just to get a meal. You could buy a Joe's book. A Happy Meal book. 
right? It and will just, make you happy. Yeah, just if you really want to do some positive things in your life and 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 make some good changes and keep positive, check out Joe's book. Yes, this book will change your life. <gasps> Amazing. Yeah. So, anyways, Thank I you hope everybody. you enjoyed this. Um, really, we didn't cover a lot of the stuff that we will be talking about in our presentation yeah, so coming up at different conventions this year. And uh, it's just interesting. We don't, it's just like the paranormal. We don't know. Right. And it's just like the paranormal. As more we dig into this, the more we learn and the less we know. Yep. More so, questions. Yeah. But that's what life's about, right? It is. So anyways, thank you. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. We will talk, talk to, to you next later. week. Let's leave with one of my favorite songs from Dead and Vibes, Second Season. All right. Take care, everybody. Listen to that bass line. Yeah.